All right. Well, hey, Lois, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Lynette. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to This is 50. And uh, I know we have attempted to record a few times. I've had a few internet issues. So thank you for your patience. It looks like we are all set up and ready to go here. Everything's going to work out perfectly. So I want to jump in uh, right away to like getting you to introduce yourself and and uh, kind of where wh- what you're doing now. Uh, you and I had met through a mutual friend, um, and she said, "Hey, listen, you've got to interview this woman. She's amazing. She's running this company now. She left her full time, long term career. Uh, you know where she was uh, quite a big, heavy heavy hitter in terms of an executive." Um, and really just focused in on her health and which led her to um, start this startup. So um, I'm not doing the story justice, but I, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, and I'm just going to hand the floor over, give yourself a little introduction and take us to a place where you are today in terms of your company DNA Power. Oh, terrific. Well, uh, you know, I am I'm the CEO of uh, DNA Power. It was a company, a startup company that I ended up taking over, but it was a, you know, a windy journey to get there. Um, I'm a corporate executive by training. And so I had spent years as a corporate executive um, working internationally, uh, large, corp, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations. Uh, I Interestingly, I did my um, doctoral thesis in healthcare. And so ended up uh, getting very interested in uh, natural health and preventative health and everything over very over many, many years. And then in my 40s, um, I started to get sick. Um, so I'm, I'm running a very busy career. We had uh, I wasn't able to get pregnant. I adopted uh, identical twins from Vietnam. And uh, so, you know, I've got this corporate career. I've got these adopted twins. I'm on all kinds of boards and social uh, things supporting gender equity in our community, and uh, my health started to go. And I had things like um, uh, restless leg syndrome, where your limbs vibrate and it's very difficult to sleep. I had chronic fatigue. I was so tired. Now I ran hard and didn't have a lot of sleep, but I was still I was so so tired. And you still had to show up and go every single day. There was so much on. Um, I, uh, started to, I had terrible periods. My whole uterus lining would just kind of drop out and I would bleed uh, heavily. And I was put on hemophiliac medicine for that. Um, I, and probably the the thing that worried me most is I had troubles breathing. I was, I had real shortness of breath, which didn't make sense to me based on, you know, my general health and fitness, uh, overall. So, you know, so you try and make the time to go to doctors and they would send me to specialists. So I went to asthma specialists, respirologists. I was at a gynecologist. I was looking at oncologists wow. trying to decide if I had cancer because we couldn't find any reason why I was not well. And it culminated in me being um, so, I had zero iron left in my body. The, doc, the, the doctor sent me straight to emergency and I was put on blood transfusions with organs shutting down, like my body couldn't function anymore. And I was in hospital for two days with my five-year-old twins at home with a babysitter, my husband out of town. And suddenly I'm an emerge hooked up and going, what the hell heck is going on? What am I doing with my life? I need to get a a grip on this. But I'd been trying to find health solutions and couldn't. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, again, coincidentally, the universe delivers. And a couple months later, I was at my grandmother's 85th birthday. And my uh, cousin, who's a three-time Canadian bodybuilding champion, was there and said, 
oh, you know what? You There's this new DNA lifestyle testing that can really help you learn about diet, fitness, et cetera. You really need to do this for your twins. They're adopted. You don't you know, have the background and a lot of history on them. And so I said, sure, sure. Yeah, great idea. Let's do it. I signed up for myself. The testing was quite expensive at that time. But I thought, nope, corp exec, of course, I'm going to support her business. <laughs> so, um, so I ended up getting the results back and learned wonderful things about my kids, which is really impacting their lives to this day. But the thing that was unexpected was to get... Um, the clue to my health problems. And so what I discovered is I have a genetic weaknesses in vitamin Bs and I don't process it very well. And you need, you need Bs to process iron to get oxygen. And I had this thought, I I thought, I wonder if maybe that's part of the issue. And because a little side story is I would still do things like I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and doing crazy things. And when I was climbing and doing the work that I thought I would have breathing problems, I didn't have breathing problems. And I would expect that I would have, I was really worried going into those, those adventures thinking I'm going to, you know, what's going to happen for my breathing and I would be okay. And you know, what was happening is I was drinking, I was, the water's not very good. So I was drinking like five NRCs a day, you know, the little packages of vitamins and it would turns out, I, I thought, I wonder if I'm feeling well there because there's something to do with these vitamin Bs. Anyway, I started taking vitamin Bs two weeks later. Here I am virtually back to myself. And I could and I'm going, oh my God, are you kidding me? I was sick for years and years, and it was a vitamin deficiency problem. How come oh, no wow. doctor in the like, dozen plus that I saw ever, ever suggested it or and I hadn't been taking vitamins on a regular basis. And so I was just enthralled that it was that easy to solve my health problems and wondered how many other people were in that uh, position. I started doing some advising for the company and sort of being, you know, as a, an advisory board member for them. And they kept saying, oh, you're the person we need to run this company. You really get it. We need business experience. And I kept saying, no, no, no. I had a very lucrative corporate gig. And, um, and then finally... There was sort of a day that the business was going through, the corporate business was going through transition. And I, I mean, my heart was not into, I was in oil and gas shipping. Let me tell you, not a heart area type of business to be in. And um, they called me up for the, from the company and says, we've got a new investor. They can, you know, you need to come in. They're willing to finance the business and we'd love you to be CEO. And it just happened at the point where I went, you know, I really think I was, you know, I was meant to be an entrepreneur, came from a very entrepreneurial family. I said, if ever I was going to do it, this is it. I believe in this. I think things like this can change the world. This is about social purpose. That's what I want to do. And so I gave my notice, was able to package myself out of my company and said, I'm here. And so I made that transition. But there's there's a little more to the story. But before you up. tell the before you tell yeah. the story, okay, let's let's okay, so an, an amazing story already. So you are 40 years old and that's when you, I just want to back up a little bit. Mid so late, and, and I was mid to late forties, mid to late forties with the twins or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I dropped with the kids just before 40, about 39. Okay. Okay. And so a couple of, and so it was probably a couple of years after that, when these health problems started to five years, about five years happened and mm-hmm. nobody ever once was testing 
anything in terms of vitamin levels or deficiencies or anything or no the so the the physician a gen, the gp would test did test my iron said you're low in iron but i actually it's funny how the numbers work my iron is not bad and my b12 not bad it's my b9s are the problem and they can't it's you need precursors to make them all work together to function and so i i i would keep being low and so they would just give me iron injections it looked like i had rust spots on my butt but the yeah. iron couldn't do anything because it didn't have the bees working mm. to help process it in the body. So it was just kind of building up and actually becoming rather toxic. So they were forcibly sticking iron in my body, but it didn't work. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay. So, all right. So you, you then, it, and it wasn't that you decided to do the DNA for you. It was because your friend had recommended, well, you don't know the history of your children and you you went and and you did the twenty three and me. Is that what you did? No, no, it was oh. actual. It's our was full testing. The company had well, its through own your, lab through DNA, but own. you had no right. So you were no, you were not part of that company at that point. You were no. just utilizing their service of DNA. Okay, it I was see. The okay, first it was pro, it was one of the very first in the world, potentially the first in the world doing this. The um the original CEO had had run a genetics lab in California, brought the technology back to Canada. And this was essentially the first in Canada doing this and, you know, really looking for all of the research that looked at genetics and health and right. how could those be the clues to where, you know, what, where people might have issues. Okay. So then you get your results back, you get the results for the kids, which has totally helped you in terms of, you know, things for them, but then you get your results back. And did you, was it identified that you had this B12 or B not B12, but B9s, B, or B6? Multiple Bs. It's nines. Multiple it's it's a, you know, a combination of the Bs. Yeah. So I look at that and go, I wonder if that's it. And so really wow. just started supplementing. And it was just incredible to me. Like two weeks later, I'm suddenly, I have energy again. My body is settled down. It impacts Bs, affects your hormones. It affects weight. It affects so many different things in the body. And so suddenly I, I, I felt great again. And I just, it just blew my mind that for me, it could be, it was that simple to solve my problems. And we wow. do this with people all the time. Like when I see somebody's DNA test, I go, yep, here's the three to four things you need to be aware of to be healthy. Like it's, for me, it's amazing. There's people whose lives we, we almost, we pretty much save because we, or I know I help people to live longer and happier and healthier because of the information we get. It's just like, it's, it's remarkable. So That's great. Purpose. That's that is so now. wonderful. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Like not, not very many people can say that. And, uh, so articulately and, and with, with such will and force. So that's amazing. That's awesome. Okay. So you identify this and you think, oh, well, maybe I should just up my B. So how did you know how much B to take? Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, there's RDAs, recommended daily allowances, but that's kind of to fit a mass population within all safety. So I was taking two, three, and four times that amount and, and it, and, and discovered because most of the stuff you just pee out of your body if your body can't take it. But I actually, I have to over supplement in bees to get my body to take it up because my genes just don't metabolize and break it down very easily. And so I need that for a process called methylation in the body so that the cells can get the energy that they need to work. So I take, um, I take uh, above RDA levels for vitamin Bs every day. But how do you know that that's healthy? Like I'm thinking, okay, my listeners are like, okay, well, how do we know? Because we can all self-medicate and self-supplement and all that kind of stuff. But how much 
that's always the question. Like, how much should I be taking magnesium? And, you know, you get all these different types of uh, recommendations. So how did you know you weren't taking too much that would eventually sort of impact your, your, your body, you know, maybe to have a, a reverse effect? Yeah, I'm a research nerd. So, you know, I, it's, it's just I go out and I start researching things. And plus, I'm, again, I'm working with the genetics company. So I'm talking to the scientist, the chief scientist, and I'm working with them and saying, okay, and then I also with the, this cousin who is a Canadian bodybuilding champion. And so she's been working on how do you diet people to achieve their top physical results. So, you know, I was fortunate that I had that group of people to discuss it with. I did my own research. I read the research papers myself. And, and some of it is we are all unique in our bodies and, and we need to just listen to them better. And so for me, it was just listen to my body. How do I feel? And let me tell you, from, from that experience years ago now to today, if I skip my bees, I'm lazy, I'm on vacation, I just don't bother, I can slowly start feeling it, and then it takes a few days to recover and come back. And so you, you have to be your own best advocate, your own best guinea pig in some ways. There's better and better research all the time. The thing that really gets me about the majority of all medical research out there is they do it across generalized populations or people with a an issue, but they never screen them in the majority of studies for their genetics. And to me, the genetics are so clear. We know that 40 plus percent of people have a vitamin B methylation issue. That means on average, 40 percent of people should probably do some B supplementation. Most women over 50 should be on vitamin Bs, period. Our body doesn't make it, metabolize it, deal with it as well. And it, as you go into menopause, it's a very important supplement. And so like that stuff is, is kind of known, but the current studies don't deal that well with it. That's why I love the DNA studies because they say, oh, we're going to look at a group of people, but oh, Lois is one of the ones that has this yeah. MTHFR problem. What does it need for her? What are the impacts? What are the negative results? And then how do we manage that properly? So this is a lot of this is emerging because so much of research is done in the pharma in the pharmacological area. So in drugs, as opposed yes. to natural health and supplements. And what I really am all about is how do we help our body to work and do the job it should for our immunity, our health, our strength, etc. And what are the natural ways to do that? And supplementation is around because we don't have the same food sources that we used to. So when we were, you know, in, in, in you know, eras gone by, even our grandparents' era, um, it was, they were still eating organic, clean, farm-to-table food that was filled with, two, you know, two times at least the amount of nutrients of the food that we have now. We've since genetically modified, self-selected to get the most beautiful, fat-looking strawberries and apples and carrots, but they have a fraction of the nutrients. And if they're GMO'd, it actually isn't absorbed by our gut as much. So, and and, and to top that off, um, we have got so much, we, we use fertilizers and toxins and weed killers, and that creates other problems in our body, which affects absorption. And so... I, I like to say that you get sick because of deficiency or toxicity. And so in my case, I was nutrient deficient. But I also grew up um, on an orchard and a vineyard in the years they started to spray. So I have a heavy metal issue in my body as well. So I have to be a bit more careful with my health. I've done all the testing on that. And so I'm on a very slow detox program over a long period of time. 
And I discovered so much of this as I got into natural health and started to research it and realized I actually believe everybody should be supplementing now because we just don't have the power of the nutrients in the soil. And, you know, the soils are tired, they're sprayed, there's chemicals, the, the foods have been made. And, and so they just don't have the power they used to. And so again, for particularly women over 50, big advocate, take a multi, take a, a D, unless you're in sun all the time. Um, lots of people have vitamin D variations in their genes, and it can show up again through lower immunity. Uh, and we should be on complex Bs. And for most people, it's good to take healthy omega th omega threes because we have too much six and nine in our diet of other fats, and the right. threes balance it out, and it's good for the brain. So you know, if somebody just wants to look at that, they can do that, and, and just just do that. But for me, what I love is when you you know you get the results, and you know you you, you see them the the results in in green and red. I'm just holding one up here, and you can see yeah. red and green. That's it. Where it's red. That's where you need to pay attention because your body does not have as strong genetics in that particular area. So that's I love it. You know, and and it it, it is. It's 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 now not you're not sitting there in the darkness just trying all these expensive vitamins because you know there's also that thing too where do you go to shop or you know do you go to the local drugstore? Do you go to the health food store? What kind of quality of vitamins are you taking and all that kind of stuff? So before you spend a lot of money on you know buying these expensive supplements it's definitely you know the dna so i had already done uh, a dna test as you know um i, I did an ancestry and i you know because you were coming on the the uh podcast we were going to go through my results but we'll, we'll we'll save that we'll put a pin in that for a moment because we want to continue on with your story so you so you you now within weeks you after doing this test you, your, your, your health is back and you're thinking, okay, so now you're reevaluating and you, you, you're, you've now got an interest in this company. And because you, you know, you come from a very strong leadership strategy and all that, you were able to, to start, uh, consulting with this company. Was it called DNA power at the time or? No, it had a different name at that time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, so and right. for other reasons, which I'll tell. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So, so you start consulting with them and they keep pushing, 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 come join, come join, come join. And so what was in you to leave this corporate job? I'm sure you're like well in the high six, you know, the six, seven figure incomes. And, you know, that's a lot to leave. And there's a lot of a emotional attachment to a role like that because you're investing the time and the, the effort and you, you know, you get used to making that kind of money and, you know, you're going to go to a startup. Like, let's face it, a startup is much different. So besides the, the money, what was the emotional detachment that you went through to allow you to quit that job and take, take the plunge, you know, get to, to, to go into the startup? Well, it was hard to to leave. It was a dream job. I looked after all of the internal corporate functions for this large corporation. And so okay, I looked after current, yeah. people, technology at, at my last one, people, technology. And I love the people part of businesses. My my goal was how do I bring heart and people-centeredness to an organization, no matter what it does? And how do I, if we're going to be shipping oil and gas, how do I bring the highest level of sustainability and environmental consciousness to that organization? And I was really proud of the number of things I was able to implement to, um, to bring forward the ESG, the environmental, social, and governance issues within the organization. So I felt very, very proud of that. 
I had wonderful committed teams around the world. I uh, I looked after, you know, there was 26 offices in 16 countries. Let me tell you, I lived wow. a beautiful life. I love travel, traveled yeah. all around the world and was able to lead the vision and values work for the organization through people, you know, doing consults around the world. It was lovely. So that part is, it's always hard to leave and say goodbye to people. I do try to be in touch with people all the time. Today is one of my old team's uh, birthday. I always, you know, say happy birthday on those days. So those things are hard to do. But it's the, it's the stopping and going in within and saying, where am I in terms of my growth and my values and what it is that's really important to me? And if I keep this up, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be struggling. I already got the wake up call and, you know, I've, I've recovered, I'm, you know, recovered my health. But there is more to me than that. I had I had always intended to be an entrepreneur and I learned the corporate to avoid some of the, the issues that had hit and my family had experienced as entrepreneurs. So I thought I need to learn that. And then it becomes a bit seductive. Um, and it, it just was time. Like, I, I just love the universe kind of gives you a kick when you need to. And the oil and gas prices had come down. There was we were going to start moving the organization globally. And it was just this is the time I need to go. And uh, so, um, it, but it was a big deal. It was a big conversation with my husband and, um, and, and the DNA company was actually in Edmonton. So it, there was, you know, still some issues on that. So that because was- Because you a, were in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Yes. So, which is, you know, uh, six hours, flight. seven. Yeah, exactly. You've got to fly to get there. It's, fly, and that. Yeah. So, so anyway, you know, we, we were prepared to do that. And um, uh, so, again, you have to make a decision and, and dive in. And to be honest, you know, I spent a lot of years consulting. I do love change and variety. And I'd already been in the other role almost eight years. And so this seemed like a really great adventure as to how can I be a CEO and really take an emerging technology that can change people's lives out to the market. And uh, yeah. so that was wonderful to do. But I, it ended up being a lot a lot more challenging than I expected. Okay. So now we are at that stage where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to join this company. I'm all in. And then. So, and go. then, so I show up day one uh, yeah. in Edmonton. They brought the uh, previous people who had invested in the company over the years together and the team that was working uh, in the company. There was, a, you know, and um, like the scientists and, and, sales and reception and partners, and this new investor who was all set to, um, he loved what the company was doing. We said, I'm prepared to invest. He was a developer. He had actually already moved the business, the lab into one of the buildings that he owned. And, and, you know, so it was all set to go. So I run the session. They love it. Uh, you know, they said, can't wait to get started. The investor said, come to my office tomorrow morning. We're going to sign the check and let's get going. So we had a bit of a celebration dinner that night. We're super excited. Next morning, I show up with his DNA results in my hand and all set with the pen to sign the contract, open the door to his office. The receptionist is crying and the he died six hours after I saw him. So oh he was dead. God. So it was just a total shock. I saw this guy the, the previous night and now less than 12 hours, you know, or how many hours later, here he was and he had died of a brain aneurysm that evening. And it was just like kaboom and 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 done. So, and I had his DNA results to try to coach him on some lifestyle changes that might have been a good thing to do. He had some clotting issues, <clears throat> and uh, now I had to decide what to do. I now had a company with no money. <clears throat> I quit my job, and now here I am with this business, trying to, with other people whose livelihoods depend on it, and deciding what to do. 
I thought if, if I've made the decision to be here, um, I believe in it, I'm going to just take it on. And so I decided I would, I would take on the company. I <clears throat> ended up founding DNA Power and made the decision and a lot, made a lot of changes to be able to run the company. And I've been doing that for over seven years now. And uh, I, I made the right decision. Let me tell you, it isn't as lucrative at this stage yet. Yeah. DNA is still this emerging science. It's still things that people are looking to do. But I am happier. I am healthier. I have changed more lives uh, because of this. And I, I just love having a, you know, a, so, a, a social purpose type of venture where it really makes a difference. And truly, as I said, I've never been, uh, I've never been as healthy. And I now expect that I will live well into my hundreds because I know I know how to manage health. It's been this incredible journey of not only understanding DNA, but then we get into epigenetics, which is lifestyle, and then into all of the other factors of intention and how you live your life and your beliefs that can really impact health. So it's been yeah. very important. So let's 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 break that down a little bit. So you kind of described three things. So it's it's lifestyle, it's it's sort of what you're consuming, but then it's also what you're sort of thinking. Yes. Is that how you would say those three things? So that would be the triangle of life, really, you know, triangle of living to a hundred mind, body, spirit. And so what I like about this is the DNA is really looking after the body part and it's really saying, okay, what are my, what's my DNA? So your DNA is your body's roadmap. You're born with it. And for the most part, it does not change over your lifetime. You have your DNA. And, um, but when you, in your DNA, you have variations. And so and your DNA will express itself differently based on how you live your life. So what's on top of DNA is what's called epigenetics. So you have your genetics and epigenetics. And epigenetics is what causes your DNA to express itself. And epigenetics is essentially lifestyle. And so I, you know, it's going to be diet, exercise, sleep, stress, toxins. It's what you expose yourself to. And so that is... Um, really important in in maintaining health. You can have the worst genes and live to 100 if you're living according to your body and your DNA. So if you're not working against your body and, and, you know, I'd like to call it your DNA is your body's roadmap. If you know the roadmap and you know where the potholes are, don't go driving your body into it. You're going to, you know, you're going to shorten your lifespan. You're going to create injury. You're going to, you know, and, and damage. And so you can work your way around that. Um, and so it, the epigenetics of the lifestyle do that. But what's, what I learned through that journey is that as well, your mind, your, your intention can change the expression of your genes. And there's wonderful cases of people who simply through meditating on changing the expression of their gene can do that. And I love uh, Joe Dispenza's work. He does breaking the habit of being yourself and you are the placebo. Those are brilliant for, and he actually does work on looking at how can you through that focus concentration, change the expression of genes. And so that's amazing. You need the foundation of food, exercise, etc. That's what we are. We're 3D beings. We need to look after that. But having the right intention, having the right mindset is really important. We know through studies, people who are who are happy live longer lives by six to seven years than those who are not happy. We know that people in very stressful caregiving situations shorten their telomeres, which is the little cap on the DNA, and that shortens their lifestyle through the amount of stress that it puts on the on the body. So, you know, really thinking about what makes you happy and and how to live a life 
that reduces your stress and, and where you're, you're looking forward to your days is really important to as well, a long, healthy life. Yeah, no, that's great. So, so really the DNA and, and DNA power really sort of provides you with that fundamental, the foundation of which you, you live your life. And then whatever you sort of put on top of it only sort of either will elevate it or it could actually sort of shift it around. Absolutely. It can change it. So your DNA is a bit like a, an on, it has kind of an on off expression switch or a dimmer switch. Like it can be both. So what you're trying to do is not do things that suddenly trigger a cancer to start or that there's so much pressure on the fact that you're eating all the wrong foods that your body just can't cope. So it has to find all kinds of adjusting mechanisms. Your body wants to be healthy and it'll do lots of different things. But as it starts, as you build up too much in your body, it will, what I find, I see is that people, it, it will, it, your, your genes, your illness will express itself in places where your genes are weak. And so it might be in chronic disease, it could be in cancers, it could be in other things, but, or weight gain or pain or inflammation or other. And so be aware of how your body is set up because we, we all come from such now a potpourri of genetics. You know, we get our parents, but we are, we, you know, we live around the world. We have all different kinds of foods. There's more combinations in how the genetics came together. And so it's, it's never been more important to know your DNA so that you can live according to it as opposed to working against it. Awesome. I love it. I want to go back to when uh, you walked into the office and the, of the investor that was going to write this big check for you to create, continue on with this company. Um, so you, you find out that he's passed. And what are you thinking at that point? I know you had just quit your job and you're there and, you, you know, and it's sort of, so where did you end up getting the funding? Like, where did you turn? How did you solve that problem? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty big shock. And you had, you know, and you needed to decide what to do. Um, I was able to package myself out of my company. And so I made a decision that I was going to take my money and become the core investor. So I, uh, I, I became the company's investor. And so um, it was a big decision. It, and especially because, you know, I, I hadn't, I probably should have probed some of the financials a little bit more about the yeah. cost of the lab and things, but not thinking that it was actually going to be coming out of my personal pocket. Um, and others had already looked at that. I was, you know, comfortable enough on, yes, you know, he's willing to fund the lab even while it's losing money. And uh, so it was a, you know, a big decision. So for me, again, that's actually where my business training was important. I knew how to make the changes. I've worked with lots of organizations having to go through, um, recessionary times and so could adjust the company so that I could manage to run it at a, you know, a profitable level um, over all of these years. Uh, so it, it was a, it was a big thing and it was a big, you know, and suddenly I was uh, unexpectedly now a founder <laughs> of a new yeah. company. I <laughs> took over um, the assets of the business and, and found a DNA power. So it was, uh, it was a bit shocking. <laughs> yeah, for sure. To say the least. What was the first, what was the first sort of 30 days and then the 60 days and the 90 days now that you became this founder and now owner, CEO, everything like you were, you were everything. Yeah. Well, it was pretty. So I had to spend the time in Edmonton, which took me away from home, which was uh, tricky. Um, assessing the lab, the, the, the developers estate, uh, estate went into probate 
and his uh, New York stockbroker investment uh, banker lawyer son took over and was not interested in the lease and having a company in his building that was not paying rent. So we ended up the first 30 days, we had to scramble to move to find a new facility to move to that set up leases, etc. So we were in a pretty big scramble for the first bit to, you know, move out of the building into a new place. Um, And you know, settle the team, reassure them, but be able to keep sales and business going so that you can keep funding the company. And yeah. um, so it took me uh, a few months to realize that the, the lab wasn't viable to research other labs. You need big throughput. And honestly, the labs that we have in Canada are so phenomenal. There is just such high quality, fully certified. And when I was looking to, you know, renew or buy a new, you know, million dollar lease on a, a sequencer and the lab that we work with, got a $3 million grant from the government to go buy theirs, I went, okay, well, I can't compete with that. So if someone is getting millions of dollars of grant money from government to support small business and to do public sector work, because they work with the hospitals as well, and they do all the hospital genetics, then I'm in there. And they, so that's what we did. So that was a big piece at the beginning. I, there was so much work at the beginning to reassess and to redesign the reports in the simplest way. I came from business. How do you make things simple and easy to understand for people? So redesigning that, having to program it, go through. I went through all of the research myself because I wanted everything to be of the highest integrity. And so mm-hmm. where is the research? Have we got the papers to support? How did you come up with this? So I had days and days and days locked in with the scientists and, and uh, in, in the um, offices just trying to go through every bit. Explain to me this. Where's the research? How do I see it? How do we know it? And so, I mean, it was really, it was exciting to really build it. We rebuilt everything again from the ground up. Um, and I'm, again, really proud of the team, really proud of what we've been able to do over time. And, and we have these wonderful partners that we work with who use this in their practice. So we work with nutritionists. How should yeah. you, why would you recommend a diet without actually knowing if somebody is better at processing, processing carbs, fats, or, or, or proteins? And with, with fitness trainers, how can you get the best results? Let's look at your exercise genes and your diet genes. They go hand to hand. And then working with naturopaths who are trying to often help people solve their chronic disease or health problem. And we can get under the surface to say, could, is it food related sensitivities? Is it maybe hormones, inflammation, detoxification? Where might that, where can you narrow down your search so you don't have to do a massive battery of tests? Yeah. So those are kind of the people that we work with. And that's all part of DNA power. So all part of DNA um, power. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, direct uh, with consumers as well. Like we, 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 anybody, we, we do kind of half our business with partners and half direct with, um, with people who just want to look after their own health. Right. So now what's, you, you said like, you, you know, you had to spend a lot of time in, in Edmonton, which is, you know, uh, a five hour, six hour flight from, or, or I guess it's a couple hour flight from Vancouver, but you know, you're not there, you're not there for your family. And how, how old were your twins at the time? Uh, so the twins, this is sort of between, um, let me see, that would be, we're getting now at this stage by this all transpired, they're getting closer to 10, but I was okay. able to transition the business then into a, into, um, uh, you know, a remote business. And so we've yes. been for years now operating the business in more of a remote way. And so, um, you know, I ended up building an office in, in, in our house and I hired more team now in Vancouver and they would come into the house pre-COVID. And at COVID, we were already set up to be remote. I've had my scientists in Edmonton and Nelson. I have 
wonderful women entrepreneurs and women that I work with who need flexibility in their life. And so I'm a huge believer in flexibility. 20, 30 years ago, I was advocating for companies to do what, what COVID finally made companies do, which is Indeed, create yeah. flexible workplaces because it supports families. So most, I generally will hire women who need the flexibility for kid, kids pick up and manage their hours. And uh, I, I love that, that I can offer that. And they, they get the job done. Honestly, uh, take a busy, take a busy mom. She'll get more done than anybody I know. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so we, we slowly transitioned it to that so that I was more Vancouver based. Honestly, it allowed me to finally spend more time when my kids hit my, their teens, I was finally able to be at home and, and work from, uh, my, the home offices that I built and to, to be, um, more involved in their activities. And it happened at a very crucial time, uh, because I had some, um, challenges and issues that had come up with the twins. And do you want to care? Do you want to share that? Or yeah. I'm happy to to go there. So okay, I it's interesting because it's so funny how life dovetails and brings these things in. So when um, I we ended up adopting identical twins from Vietnam, um, and right. uh, uh, it was interesting when my one of my girls was three was the first time she said to me with all sincerity, "Mom, mommy, how come I'm not a boy?" and you know, I came up with a lovely new agey answer for her and just said, you know, maybe you preferred it in other lifetimes or something. Anyway, she asked me again at age five, four, she said, Mom, mommy, how come I'm not a boy? And I thought, well, that's curious. I wonder, perhaps she's gay, you know, and, and held open that door. She asked me again at age five. And that's where we just stopped doing all the girly stuff for her because it is so fun dressing identical twin girls in complimentary <laughs> outfits. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was just a delight having these twin girls, but one of my girls became our tomboy. And so, uh, you know, our child dressed as, um, as in, in boy colors, only boy things, only boy activities. And my other, the other one was kind of our princess. And, um, so and that was fine through school, but it was actually, uh, when, um, my one daughter, uh, hit grade eight, uh, she first came out as, um, as bi, uh, sexual and then um, gay, all within the course of three months. And then I got a text saying, mom, you've got a boy, not a girl, deal with it. And it was like, okay, <laughs> okay. We didn't even know in 2015 what transgender was really. It wasn't, right. it was pre Caitlyn Jenner. And so yeah. suddenly I'm researching like crazy on you know what's transgender, but I had been fascinated in genetics since adopting these twins, because I had nature nurture experiment happening in my own home every single day, I like my whole for 20 years. And it was so curious to me how identical twins could be so different. So I started researching genetics and how and I started learning about epigenetics and what causes development in the brain. And so I'd actually been on this genetics journey for for 20 years before this whole crazy thing popped into my lap, you know, a little bit unexpectedly. So, um, uh, so, uh, in, um, when, uh, it was Jasmine became Levi and transitioned at age 13, I had to do research like crazy on what do you do, you know, with hormone blockers, with transition and other things. Um, my son was always my son. He just happened to be born in a body that didn't work for him. His brain was a boy's brain from the beginning. And I've done lots of research again on how that happens. There's lots of stuff that can happen in utero. There's uh, stress. Adoption has a higher frequency of it. There's many things that can can shift that. 
but he's him. And uh, so we, you know, it was, it was lovely to be able to be there to go through that. Um, he has many, he's had mental health issues, which he's open about. Uh, in fact, CBC made a document documentary on him and his life. He was that open about sharing his journey. So if anybody's in Canada, they can look up Levi becoming himself on CBC. And, um, and so it was really quite the journey to hold the space for a child going through that, trying to be himself in a system that didn't know what to do right. with a transgender child. They, there was no bathrooms. There was no accommodation. There was no understanding. And he came at, you know, being a boy in a very tiny Vietnamese girl's body. And so yeah. it was very, it, it still is a struggle for him today to, he has to every day, like show up and be who he is while not you know, loving the package that it all comes in. And um, right. so I'm so, so proud of him. Honestly, I don't think any of us have any idea what that journey looks like and can feel like unless you've been part of it. And I've met probably about, a, because I've been to some of the conferences, about a thousand transgender people. You don't do this by choice. There's some things that are happening in media right now where there's a, such an awareness that's being that's being pushed in the schools in a very strange way that is causing more kids to think, you know, am I pansexual, bisexual, whatever. So there's, there's some weird things happening right now. We just have to allow it to run its course. I just would say to people, please have your heart open for all of the people that I know that are transgender. This is truly not a choice. This is life or death for many of them. It's the highest suicide rate in all, in, in all aspects of society because it is so hard to be your authentic, true, the self that you know you to be when you don't present that way externally to a society that judges you based a lot on your, on your exterior. On your, on the, yeah, no, that's amazing. You're that, wow. You have had a very interesting uh, life and you seem like you're just glowing. Like I can see you, you're glowing. You seem so happy. So it's amazing to hear your story. Yeah. So now, do you know, actually, sorry, go ahead. Well, and you know what, we, our journey is the experience that we get that defines who we are. And I'm really grateful for that. I, I get to live in this multiracial trans, uh, you know, identity family and have been through genetics and have been through health issues. And, and, you know, um, you come out stronger. We've, we've been through mental health. I've been through the suicide, the nights in emergency, you know, um, and you you come out stronger. I'm just really proud of both of my kids. They turn 21 next month, and they're 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 coming there. It's a hard journey for them, and our job is to hold the space and and to be there and and support them where they need it. And um, again, I'm I'm proud of the journey that they're on. It's in some way, it, I mean, it's I look at what they have to deal with now, and uh, we need to be very supportive adults as our kids go into this very unusual society now that uh, that is ahead for us absolutely i love the term hold your space and to be completely honest i'd never heard of it before until i went on a spiritual retreat um last march and it was all about holding space holding space holding space we're holding space for you and I, it was such a gentle and loving thing um i felt so welcome and warm what is your definition of holding space and how can you like give examples of that so that people can apply it to their lives? Well, it's interesting because I was trained as a business person, critical, analytical, and 
And so there's so much analysis and judgment that gets applied to things. And for me, holding space is actually, and this is a journey for me, a lifelong journey to release expectation of who and what I expected my kids to be and to allow them to emerge in the way that's right for them, even though it might not be the way I planned it. And, and uh, it, it, you know, it might, it doesn't look anything like I thought it was going to look, let's just say that. And, you know, just being okay with that. And, you know, getting them, I had to push a lot to get them, you know, to or through high school, my son didn't finish, my daughter did just, and, but, and I seemed, you know, there was such a societal thing. Honestly, I am just so I just think all, so many of our societal norms need to change. And the whole thing is just let people be, let them find their path, honor their journey. Failure is a great way to learn, you know, success. Hardship can also help you in, in that. And so you know, I need to just hold the space for them to do what they choose, fail or succeed or, or know that they are supported. And that's for my kids, but that's for others around me. So it's, it's for me, the big thing has been, as I've been on my own spiritual journey, is to learn we don't need to judge anyone. It's about you. You even need to be careful about judging yourself. It's not about that. It is around accepting yourself for who you are and the being that you are and the people around you. And when we can let all of that start to go of what what all the would, shoulds, coulds, you know, we're all going to be a lot happier. And yeah. it, I just need to let them be who they want to be. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's go back in A power. So give me the the Coles notes, the high level, like how is your company? Uh, what what does your company provide? What are what are the outputs? And then I want to get into uh, sort of going through exactly uh, some of the roles that you had done for for me, just as an example for people so they understand. Great. So um, so your DNA, as I said earlier, your DNA is your body's. Uh, it's your roadmap. It's where your body wants to go. But your body is a result of the lifestyle that you've lived, which is essentially your epigenetics. And so what we're doing in DNA testing is trying to look at where do you have the variations and how can we find the ones related to day-to-day -day health that if you know about, you can make adjustments to your lifestyle so that you were, were again, working with your body versus against it. And so again, we're trying to give you that roadmap for your, for your personal health so you can take real power over your health. And so what we do is we test over 200 uh, genes uh, in 70 different areas. We look at carbs, fats, proteins, gluten, lactose, vitamins, hormones, detox, and a number of other things. And we're trying to show you where it's, it's built in green and red. So where it's highly red, that's where you need to focus. And everybody has at least a third of their genes are going to be red because that's how we're all built. And yeah. but if you can just know what is your particular set, you don't have to do everything right now. You can kind of focus in on, you know, can I get away with some some of the red wine and chocolate or, you know, or and interesting, my genes, I learned that I have some lactose issues. And so when I, that was the other thing, I just reduced my lactose and suddenly the pound a year I'd been gaining, you know, in my 40s just kind of dropped off. And it's because of knowing that I've been able to manage my weight appropriately um, over time, even through menopause. And so, you know, with DNA, what we're trying to do is just give you that, um, we, we give you the, the red green map, we give you the, and we give you the recommendations, what should you be doing? And with the testing, we also include a nutritionist consult to help walk through because we don't know, you could be one year old or 99 years old, healthy, not healthy. We don't know from your DNA where you are today. We just know where, how your body is set up. 
And so in talking with somebody through the nutrition consult, we say, what are your priorities? You know, is there, we, you know, is there a health or a nutrition or, or, or other issue? And then what is, or, is it you, or are you just trying to be healthier? And then we'll say, here's the areas you need to focus. And you can yeah. see it in the results, but we find that people like to have the conversation. It just makes them feel more confident about making the changes. And the thing is, we all know we should eat healthier and exercise more and care for our health. It's just hard. And so what's great is when you see the results in, it's not black and white, in green and red, that this is you, it's harder to go, well, I don't really know if the if lactose is my problem or gluten. And so you cheat or whatever. You don't know. I can tell you. <laughs> and yeah. so now you can see it. And it becomes easier to stick to it. So just to like, we, you know, we see there's been so many, there's so many fad diets and, and you just, we know it works for some people, but not for others. And so if you get your genetics, you know, which one you should be on. We've seen people who've almost, who've ended up almost hospitalized on keto diets because it was so wrong. They had terrible fat genes. It worked for six months and then, but they were shutting, they were building up fatty livers and shutting down their organs. And I can also tell you the people that you are absolutely going to be super healthy on a keto diet. It is the right thing for you. And okay. so when we look at that, it's just nice to have a sense of, okay, where, what ballpark am I playing in and how can I make sure I'm working with it? So again, love, love that we can help give people some direction. Okay. So the process is I go to your website and I can, uh, either order a kit, which is a, a general, uh, cheek swab. Or if I've already, well, yep, yeah. Or if I've already got an ancestry or twenty three and Me result, I can send them in. And so I go in and I buy a package. Or what do, what do I what do I do? Yeah. Well, we always recommend we recommend Total Power, and we have created a coupon code for your customers. This is fifty, so all one word. So in case they and that will give them fifty dollars off. You can just do diet, but we usually recommend doing all of it. Total power. It's Canadian $499, $499, which is a okay. fraction of the price of what DNA testing used to cost. Um, and um, and then from that, that includes, you know, uh, 45 minutes with a nutritionist. So you get straight value there. Um, and you only do this once. You do it once. You've got your roadmap. I recommend people print out your recommendations pages and just keep reminding yourself, reviewing it, because change takes time and effort. And it's around habits over the long time that really create the true health. Um, we don't get sick overnight. It takes a long time. So same with health. Sometimes it can take some time to recover that health to get your body to be at its strongest. And so that's what we're trying to do with those results. You, you send it in um, and it's uploaded into a private customer portal. We are super big on privacy and uh, that your data is never sold, uh, you know, your, your sample is, is uh, destroyed and we only collect what we need. Um, so that's what we do with the results. But as you said, there's two ways, a cheek swab where we do it, or you can use your Ancestry or 23andMe results. You get about 80% of the insights. Um, it was, we're missing a couple of, a few areas, but it's enough to give you the picture of where to focus. Okay, it's four ninety nine for the total power, which is a steal in my mind. And you're also giving the listeners of This Is Fifty a fifty dollar coupon, which I thank you so much for that. So where, so that they would just go to dnapower.com. Tell me the tell me the URL and yeah, total power. You'll see it right on the top page. So dnapower.com, total power. That's the page right there. You'll get a, a coupon code at checkout. 
However, though, if you have got your 23andMe and Ancestry results, it's $299 and you can still get $50 off and it's called Connect because we connect in your other DNA data, you upload it in and we produce the results from that. So okay. that's also and you know on the website. The coupon code is this is 50, all one word. Okay, yeah. perfect. Great. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so yeah. now... Um, as I think I, we already mentioned, it, I did submit you my uh, ancestry results. And as you had mentioned, I didn't get full uh, results because some things are missing in that, uh, that testing. But I got enough. And so I got this like wonderful package. I loved it. Um, and it's so organized and, and it's, it's really great. Um, I did read through it. I, I, I kind of struggled a little bit understanding it. And you said, okay, well, let's just do it on the podcast. And I thought, great. So for everybody that is listening, um, we're going to yeah. show a screen. We're going to show uh, Lois's desktop uh, where my results are going to be there. So you can kind of see what it looks like. So if you can see that, uh, This is 50 is also on YouTube. Uh, is the link will be in the show notes. So um, otherwise, you'll, you'll just explain uh, some of the results. We won't go through everything, but uh, some headli headlines would be wonderful. I'm like <laughs> crossing my fingers that everything is, is mm -hmm. fine. <laughs> Lovely. So I'm going to share a screen, but I'll talk to it. So the first thing that we look at is your macronutrients. So your carbs, fats, proteins, cholesterol, insulin. And when we look at yours, you've got a fair bit of red in here. But when I check the very back results, there's quite a lot of genes that are missing. So I the, the data isn't as completely reliable because it doesn't test everything to give you the full complete picture. You get a map but it would adjust with the other data. So anyway, what we do see though here is that in dietary saturated fat, that is one that's over 50% and so is protein need in terms of redness. So what it says to me, Lynette, is that you actually don't do well on a saturated fat diet. You're not too bad with unsaturated fats, so healthy fats, but if you were to have a lot of uh, processed foods with you know, trans fats and, and uh, heavy saturated fats, heavy meats, your body won't break that down as well. And you have a higher likelihood of that leading, in your case, to uh, some weight gain. And um, you're pretty good in some other things. There's a couple of tiny cardiovascular markers that I would worry a little bit more about some of that. So the key thing, and just to give the message overall, is you've got some good, you've got some very good uh, genetics um, that should keep you healthy overall. But if you have a, like if you're eating fried foods and, you know, lots of processed, you know, crackers and goodies, that is not going to serve your body. You also need accessible protein, which is plant-based protein. And so you want to have more seeds and nuts on a more frequent basis because your body doesn't absorb and take in the protein as easily as it should. So to feel your strongest and best, you want to up a little bit of protein, more plant-based, um, and reduce some of the saturated fats. And so when we go to the recommendations page, you know, we'll see the recommendations. So you know, avoid a diet high in saturated fats, include healthy, the healthy fats like flaxseed oil or hemp seeds, leafy greens, walnuts, chia seeds, reduce some of the dairy and fatty meats, avoid processed and prepared foods. And, you know, I'm just skimming it yeah. here, but there's plenty of recommendations here that you can now follow and that you can work through in your nutritionist consult to circle to say, okay, this is what I need to build into my diet and my food plan. Right. So really it's, that's the headline is, you know, lower, you should take more of the poor fats out and bring more um, healthy um, plant-based proteins in. 
and your body will respond. That's how your body likes to respond. Now, interestingly, I'm now looking at food tolerances. You're one of the lucky people who's got great gluten and lactose genes. Now, it doesn't mean that, so it means genetically your body can respond to it. However, um, what it does, it it doesn't mean that people still can't acquire issues. So if you have a weak uh, microbiome or gut, you can acquire issues with gluten and lactose. But genetically, it's not really, it's, it's not your problem. And, and, um, and so you, you, you can get away with dairy and cheese. Yeah, it's interesting that because I, I think I am okay with dairy and cheese, but when it comes to like, you know, um, breads and, and things like that, I don't really have the celiac, but I do know that it does impact me. And I get that sort of, um, that, uh, that there's that term where it's like your gut belly, like I get really like bloated from it's it bloated. and yeah. And it, it, yeah, it, my body doesn't really respond very well to it. And so I just sort of started to cut cut it out. It's not like I'm eating gluten-free yes. items, but I just reduce the bread. And I am using, when I do eat a, a bread, it's, I think it's very high in um, like uh, like more sort of heavier types of, of wheat. Like, uh, is it psyllium? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So... Just to know that we've genetically modified a lot of our grains in North America. Mm -hmm. So when people who have gluten issues in North America go to Europe, they usually do a lot better because they have the ancient grains there. When we look at grains, they're they're heavily genetically modified in North America. So the gluten content is up to five times higher than it would have been otherwise. So just be aware that 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 can be a problem. So, okay. uh, So... Let's go here, share the results. So that's, so it's a good, you actually have one tiny gluten marker. It's not usually one that creates a problem. So, you know, but that's where you have to listen to your body because there is a level of body awareness. We've gotten used to shutting ourselves down from feeling how things make us feel. And so if you don't feel well with it, trust your intuition, trust your body, listen to it and make the adjustments. Sometimes we just need to clear those things out of our system for a bit. We, okay. I want to go through quickly on this. We've got food preferences. Do you like coffee? I love it. Okay. Well, you have, when it's red on preference, it means you usually like to drink more coffee and you're lucky you have the caffeine metabolism gene. So you can get away with that uh, lovely Mexican coffee. Someone like me will get a stress response if I have my second cup. My first is fine. The second doesn't break down. So, okay. And then I'm, I'm looking here at your results on vitamins and you've got some variations in some of the vitamin Bs enough that at your, you know, where you are over 50, you should be considering taking a vitamin B complex. Yours is more in the B9 and the folate area, which is actually where mine was and why I think I couldn't get pregnant because I wasn't, I didn't have enough folate to kind of support the, the, I think getting the pregnancy. But um, in this case, you want to take Bs. It shows up in other places in your report and you can see choline is red because you have an MTHFR, a methylation gene. And that specific one means you need more choline and B in your diet to stay healthy. And there will be recommendations. Yeah, so choline is, is a choline? so choline is a basic supplement. It's a and it usually will come through diet. It does often come through animal based um, products, and so it just gives you some suggestions here um, about how to include this in your in your diet. And there can be supplements, etc. So you just have this methylation factor that um, that choline okay. supports. And it was interesting. It's funny because when you we end up occasionally where we'll have clients where where we 
they're healthy, but something's off. And we've seen some very healthy younger people where choline was the issue. And what I love about these reports is instead of them not knowing what it is, you can now you've got now you know where to go look and yeah, no, it tends to help. There's one other that's really critical here for you, and that's iron overload. You have some of the rarer genes that can lead to an overload of iron. And so too much red meat for multiple reasons could be a challenge for you. So be careful about that. You want to take a little, do a little bit of work on understanding what that could mean if there's been any history in your family on this. If not, it could be it's never emerged, it's never presented itself. But just be aware, you're somebody I wouldn't put on iron supplements. Like you should not have particular iron in your in your food because if it, it will build up, it doesn't break down as well and could lead to a toxicity for you. Okay. So, which goes back to your earlier point of when do you not take too much? So you're somebody I would be very careful on that one for. Your okay. magnesium's good, but your omega-3s could use, you could use some um, additional and uh, some, make sure you're taking some zinc supplements, especially during, you know, a flu season or with your Ds or other, it just helps immunity, especially, you know, it's a key factor that's been seen with COVID. You need your Ds and your zincs. Those are very important to support immunity. You've got lots of recommendations here on these pages. Those are the pages. Print out, Lynette, that's your roadmap. Yeah. So that's, that's kind great. of the diet part. I'm going to just very quickly scan. You've got a couple of areas of detoxification that could use some support. Your hormone genes are pretty good and your inflammation, inflammation genes are great. So you're fortunate that things don't lead into chronic disease and tumor uh, cancers as easily because you're, you've got very good fighting genes in that area. Methylation is the bees, and it just helps the cells do their job properly for all the DNA work and you know synthesis, etc. And so we've talked about bees being important. You've got a few recommendations there as well. The third report we're looking at is fitness. I would expect that you like endurance activity a bit more than power or sprinting. Would that be fair? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> give me give me right, thirty right? forty so, pound weights, but I don't don't put me on the treadmill. <laughs> Right. And so, in fact, you do, you know, better with longer, if you're going to do weights, you want um, longer sets and potentially lighter weights, because yes. it just works better with your body. Um, I know that, you have, and based yeah. on Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't want to, but you have good muscle strength and repair. You're somebody who it can be useful to have um, a little bit of, a, you know, a power shake or something before working out, you'll have more energy throughout your workout. So that's an energy availability. And then you're very good on, on in the insulin stroke and risk. But I looked in the back of the reports to the actual genetics. You have a couple of tiny markers in there. It overall looks great, but always just be aware that, you know, uh, if you let other things get out of balance, sometimes, you know, single genes can play a bigger role than they might have otherwise. Okay. And then finally, we look at brain power. Data is missing in some of the parts, so it's a bit redder than it would be. I don't know the, um, there is a gene that links to LDL cholesterol, Alzheimer's, and placking in the body. Yours missing one of the genes, so I actually, this one is not a proper read for you because it didn't give me the full results for that. And so, um, you know, we I, don't worry about that one at all. And it would just, you know, there's a couple things in here that might be of interest. You might, you know, you know, there's a bit more redness and pain, so you might tend to feel headaches and things a little bit more than others. And that's kind of the big fast snapshot with some recommendations. So when I look at you, um, Lynette, I go, okay, you're better off with a, a health, you need healthy fats, 
balanced diet, higher protein, take vitamin Bs, um, uh, consider some choline supplementation and some omegas, don't have too much iron in your body, adjust your workouts to be more endurance-based and you're going to feel better. And that's kind of the key messages. Yeah. Wow. No, that is amazing. Thank you so much, Lola. That was wonderful. And and you're right. Like just everything that we talked about for this hour has just been awesome. Like just like understanding that just gives you such a great foundation. And you said it's, you print it off, it's your roadmap and it's consciously in your mind, you know, and it sort of helps me sort of eliminate Know, the keto things and not that I was really doing much of that anyway I I, I, I do the fasting um but yeah it's just a, a really interesting thing and I do have a question about fasting because it seems to be a bit of a trend um I know that my body is responding very nicely to it actually I feel more energy but it's how I break fast more so than I think the fast itself so very much break fast with a, a very high protein uh low fruit and then my fruits a little later in the afternoon, but what do you think about fasting? Oh, I'm a I'm a huge proponent. You you know if your body is feeling sluggish, quickest way to solve it is a fast. It's easy. It's interesting. My dog has sensitivities. When she's feeling off, she just doesn't eat. They, animals know it intuitively. And yeah. if you think about our you know way back ancestors, you didn't eat three meals a day with meat three times a day. It's heavy on our bodies. And so two meals a day is actually really quite good. So I do intermittent fasting. I usually don't eat before. I try to eat between 11 and 6. And then, of course, you know, I go out with my girlfriends or my husband or something and we'll eat in certain evenings or, you know, and I like my my wine and my dark chocolate. But then I just try to eat a little bit cleaner, you know, after that. And I know where the weaknesses are for my body. So I just I'm careful with that but huge believer in in the intermittent fasting actually being exceptionally healthy in this overfed um, uh, culture that we live in currently. I agree. Lois, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I think what you're doing is so awesome. Tell me your purpose statement one more time. Yeah, so I mean, my goal is how do I help people be healthier every day? And, you know, and how do you find and live according to your truth and your purpose? And yeah. you, you know, as well, I also have a spirit business, the work in DNA got me into understanding how what we are mind, body, spirit can influence genetics as well. And so how do you just really look after your whole, whole self, mind, body, spirit in a loving and a beautiful way? Because that is the purpose of this lifetime. It is not about the things. It's not about, um, you know, even all the places that we can go. It is around living your whole true self in a healthy way, a long, healthy life, being in community with those around you. And so I love this work because uh, I'm helping people take power over their health. And if you feel healthy, in general, you just feel better. So I'm wishing good health to everyone. Encourage them to use the uh, This is 50 uh, coupon to try it out. Uh, it is wonderful having an ability to see this and then to you know have a consult with a nutritionist just to really invest that time in you and being your healthiest and your best. That's amazing. And thank you for that generosity. It's awesome. So dnapower.com, uh, you can go in, you can either pick the one of two uh, packages at check with the coupon with This is 50, all one. Lois, thank you so much. I am super happy that finally able to do this recording. Um, and yeah, we will definitely be talking to you in the fall because I want to get into the other parts of your world, which is around the mindset and the business that you're, you're stemming up there. So 
thank you so much. And, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you. <laughs>